0: we're helping brands create digital twins to walk into the metaverse. Sometimes that looks like a 3D display on a typical product display page. Sometimes that looks like a virtual wearable inside of Decentraland. And our platform allows us to do any and all of that using one version of the uh, of the product.
1: and welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. This has been an exciting year. Whether you're listening to this it's now in real time, it's December, we're headed into 2022, ready to close out 2021. For some of you, that might be an awesome thing uh, or not. So today I wanna welcome my guest, Mike Toner. And Mike is the CMO of 3DM, but prior to that, Mike and I have a lot in common. He was with BusinessWire for about the past 10 years. Before that, he described it best that he cut his teeth in SEO. And he, like me, has watched and participated actively in Web 1.0 to Web 2.0. And in today's episode, we talk about Web 3.0 and what that means to brands and marketers. And we talked about bridging the gap between physical and digital with 3D and augmented reality and how he's working for a company called 3DM, where he is building the 3D internet. So with Web 3.0, guess what? We're looking at PR 3.0 in 2022. So if you're not familiar with it, this is a great episode. It's a primer. It's pretty easy to understand. And we talk about even what is still old school PR that's still working. So we're not saying that everything is being replaced by web 3.0. We are just evolving into a new era. So with that, I want to welcome Mike Toner. We're going to talk about things like the board ape and some news about what's happening in the whole NFT world, some do's and don'ts when it comes to discord. And you'll learn what discord means in this episode if you don't. Anyway, these are exciting times, and thank you for joining me for this episode, and I look forward to lots more conversations in 2022 talking about how Web 3.0, NFTs, and the metaverse are changing the way we market, communicate, and have experiences with each other in digital and in our physical lives. So with that, welcome Mike Toner. Hi, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. I am very happy to introduce my guest, Michael Toner. We were just chatting offline and I was like, wait a second, we just need to go live with this conversation because I we have a lot of synergies and we're here to talk about going from Web 2.0 to Web 3.0, PR 2.0 to PR 3.0. And what does that mean? But hey, Michael, how are you?
0: I am so excited. Yeah, the, the vibes in our first uh, five minutes of, of intro. I'm glad just to roll into it. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. So just to be perfectly honest, I kind of discovered you the past couple of days on Twitter. I don't know how our paths hadn't crossed before, but when I connected with you, I saw we have a lot of connections in common, one of them being Kathy Hackle. But I, what I loved about just your content is that, you know, we're kind of, it looks like we're on the same path or journey or wavelength. So, you know, I was all about my differentiating is like bringing in SEO and social media into the the social into the PR strategy. And that was really web 2.0 for the past 10 years. And still there's a lot of PR professionals and marketers out there and brands that don't even get the web 2.0 connection of bringing SEO and social into the PR strategy. And now we're entering very quickly web 3.0. It's so we'd love to hear. Yeah. would love to just kind of hear your journey yeah, sure. because we're and where we are today.
0: Yeah. I'll give the background. I mean, just to hearing you describe how PR professionals and that superpower was that combination of search and social. I have to you know, reach back nearly 15 years in my career. I was working at Business Wire, Commercial News Wire. My biggest client at the time was a DC-based defense contractor, computer sciences corporation, and I was helping them embed hyperlinks into their press release, because at the time, if you wanted to get to the top of Google for whatever, name your key term, systems integration or cloud computing, if you put a hyperlink in a press release and put it out on the wire, the next morning, you were showing up at the top of Google. That is no longer the case, obviously. And over the last 15 years, I have continued to watch, study the search algorithms, understand how the search robots work, what was comprising uh, quality SEO, and what, why backlinks were important. I mean, you name all the things that were happening, cross-reference that with, I, I spent about three or four years inside of Navy Federal, so a financial institution where I was in charge of really the entire digital marketing stack, but my title was social media manager. So I was at the time building up a digital marketing engine inside of a financial institution. And fast forward (laughs) to now, I left business wire during the pandemic. I've always considered myself a technology guy. So if you ask one of my friends, you know, that that was just, that's what I did. I love technology. I've been building websites for more than a decade. I never, six months ago, if you had told me I was going to be buying and selling NFTs, and, you know, buying and selling digital real estate inside of Decentraland, I wouldn't have believed you. And I have just really embraced this Web3 community, been a part of it, immersed myself in it. And yes, you're right. It takes (laughs) search, social and understanding of community and marketing. And probably why it makes so much sense uh, that we have so much synergy here is it's kind of a PR mindset. You've got to have something to talk about. It's got to be substantive, and there's no faking it in this web3 world. Everything is transparent. Whatever we we're working on, share your work and if it's good, people will will see it.
1: Yes, I totally agree and it's just ironic that, you know, I would say a majority of PR professionals have not embraced the tech side of PR and the tech side of even in- having a basic understanding of what you need to know about seo and having a basic understanding of optimization for social and you know bringing the merging those those three superpowers together and now as we enter into web 3.0 i feel like unless you really have been keeping up over the past 10 years like we both have and i'm not saying it's impossible but it's going to be super overwhelming to even wrap your brain around what web 3.0 is and i feel like you know so excited like I was back in like 2007 when I was all of a sudden PR became so much more exciting because we had social and we had, you know, we we had so many more opportunities to go direct to audience. But I'm more excited right now for web 3.0 than I was during web 2.0.
0: I just feel like
1: it's amazing.
0: It really is. I just feel lucky to have caught the bug early enough to where I do feel like I'm you know, an OG, and I'm only nine months into it. Yeah, I think in the last couple of weeks, you've seen and heard so many of the the big global brands, the Adidas of the world stepping in with their NFT launch. You know, you can even speak to the the mainstream rebranding of Facebook at the end of October, early November. So that's 30, 60 days. It's still really early in what is happening. But I think people are really starting to pay attention when You know, I don't know, when you go into the Adidas original Twitter handle right now, there's a picture of a, a bored ape. That's strange. It's, it's weird, but it is symbolic and representative of this community that is really trying to, I say, reinvent the internet. It's, it's a, it's a revolution of what the internet can be and maybe should have been all along and it's a product of the pandemic, forcing people who may have otherwise never used a Zoom. And I'm not saying Zoom is the metaverse and we can go down a whole topic there, but people yeah. are comfortable having a digital persona. People joke about wearing an outfit that's only you know the top half of your outfit and wearing sweatpants below. Well, there's a reason that, that, that that's a, a topic, a narrative, is because that has been our reality and likely will continue to be our reality. And you then you pull the thread all the way into you know, why people are buying and selling JPEGs and, and, and transferring large amounts of money into cryptocurrency. It has to do with our new reality, digital first, maybe digital only in certain respects of our lives, and this need and desire to, to own things in the digital world. So I don't know which of those topics you want to go down, but embracing the technology is a a key component of the, of this for sure.
1: Well, let's start with just for those that are, you know, maybe this is these, this terminology is all new. Let's just talk about what, how you would define web 3.0. Oh,
0: wow. (sighs) I mean, people are going to run to decentralization is the first word. And then you kind of have to define that of what does that mean in my mind? Web three slash the decentralization of the Internet is simply nodes of information being stored on the blockchain. So how many nodes, you know, whether that's two or three or four or three million, it's computers around the world keeping track of these transactions, the things today when we click on something or we like something and that data is collected. Um, In a Web3 world, it's not necessarily collected by any one party. It is simply visible and transparent on, in most cases, Ethereum being referred to as the main net, but any kind of blockchain technology that can keep track of digital transactions uh, in a transparent and visible way so that at any point, the whole community can see what's happening. That's a long-winded definition. but Yeah,
1: I I heard it. My aha moment I when I was at NFT Basil last month was, you know, the difference between moving from Web 2.0 to Web 3.0 is that right now, which we didn't realize 10 years ago, how dependent as a brand, as a marketer we would have to become on Google and Facebook, you know, and you know, others. But let's just talk about Google and Facebook and, you know, how controlling they are of, you know, even what we used. To, the traction we used to get from a facebook page compared to now is like zero without spending money on on digital advertising and you know everything is becoming more and more difficult and i think as we enter into web 3.0 that we are you know kind of like taking a stake in in our independence and being able to create our own you know the buzzwords you know create create our own community collaboration and those i think are like the to me the most exciting and just the most creative. And really, I think that it's gonna, that's the new PR. That's the new new way of earning media. And we don't have to be so dependent on buying Facebook ads and Google ads, even from a brand awareness standpoint.
0: Yeah, if you can build a community and now you can incentivize the community through ownership. You know, think about <laughs> Starbucks rewards and the stars. You know, everyone sort of goes through this moment in their lives, I think, where I was, you know, There's a game. It's like if I buy one more cup of coffee, I get 50 more stars. I'm almost at my free cup of coffee. Imagine when Starbucks can not just incentivize you as that individual transacting, but incentivize the entire community. And all of a sudden, those stars, the rewards, if you will, become, and this is another keyword that requires definition, become interoperable when you walk down the street. And now CVS rewards Starbucks users and now those stars that you earned at one store can be redeemed at another because the value was still created and now the value can be exchanged and moved between these different brand partners as part of partnerships collaborations community building i mean that really takes it straight into i think the global the the realm of global brands and and why you see Adidas and Nike stepping into this world those are brands that really form the culture you know the culture around us and they're going to be the best position to do those kinds of collaborations using those NFTs to then incentivize their community
1: and the creativity with those two examples is just off the charts when it comes to those types of the collaborations with Adidas and Nike And they're they're more um, B2C companies, but it's not limited to B2C. It's, you know, B2B still has a huge play in this, which, you know, I'm just kind of discovering as being like, you know, an author or a coach or, you know, hosting an event and how to tie in NFTs to that whole marketing strategy is just, it's just so exciting. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, Sure. I've always struggled with this. I don't know what I would call myself really. B2B, B2C, I don't know. I mean, you started by saying you, you've seen my content on Twitter. Well, my company, 3D, is a B2B business. We provide a software to brands, but the content that I share is very much, you know, sort of masquerading as a B2C brand because that's who we're actually selling to, the creators, the artists the designers, the developers, the individuals inside of those brands who are doing this 3D and AR creative work. And, you know, that's, if I were, uh, that talented, I would want to see that kind of thing. People want to see cool stuff on the internet and, you know, memes and viral videos are, are not going anywhere. It's just now the artists who actually create those things are going to be able to, um, I say, monetize it, but but I don't want to make that the focus, but build a community around it, build, build a business around it. You know, it doesn't matter what it is now, if you're passionate about it and there's a community that you can build around it, now you can, I say, build wealth or, or build a, a sustainable life for yourself using this technology. And that's a big leap for a lot of people. It seems like a pipe dream, but I think those are the things built inside of this web three ecosystem that allow anyone to, to do that.
1: Can you share some examples of some projects that you're working on um, currently or previous projects that are some good examples of bringing us into the 3d internet?
0: Well, wow. only cause it's really top of mind. We got a really nice mention today and Megan McDowell from Vogue Business has been covering a lot of the far-fetched platform solutions work. And 3DM's work with Farfetch specifically on, there was a virtual uh, try-on campaign and and a 3D and AR campaign with Burberry. And so working with these luxury brands in partnership with Farfetch to digitize garments, Mm -hmm. uh, to put them into 3D and augmented reality on on an e-commerce, so a typical web 2.0 shopping experience and bring that web 2.0 experience into a 3d world where instead of flipping through a bunch of 2d images you were and still are able to swirl around zoom in see the fibers on the fabric you don't have to leave um, you know to to go back hit the back button and find a different angle or find a different version you're literally swirling around a 3d object and so that's you know That's the kind of work that we are doing is almost bridging this gap. I think between this web 2.0 and web three world, which is maybe why I feel so comfortable in it because I feel like I can straddle both sides of that. We're helping brands create digital twins to walk into the metaverse. Sometimes that looks like a 3d display on a typical product display page. Sometimes that looks like a virtual wearable inside of Decentraland and our platform allows us to do any and all of that using one version of the, of the product.
1: My favorite personal tagline is in the metaverse, I wear Gucci and I got that from, I wrote an article probably a year ago when Gucci launched with Snapchat, where you could do the, the try-ons of different shoes and, and hats and, you know, then go straight to purchase if, you know, you kind of liked how they looked and, you know, that was, I would say like compared to what you're talking about like the most basic um example but it really makes you you know realize like how different that experience is than like you said just flipping through like an e-comm site and looking at something from different angles and being able to have this you know virtual reality augmented reality try and digital experience with brands that you love or even have your avatar be personalized you know and that's i think like when you were talking about being compatible or you know the inter, interoperable the yeah yeah that's interoperable. Not, it's a, it's a big, very hard word. word there <laughs> yeah. but yeah you want to be able to like walk out of you know let's just say you know alt space vr and that avatar and go into yeah. uh, this will probably never be possible but go into facebook horizons with the same avatar because they'll probably like make it impossible but who knows right
0: yeah and then i think people will create different versions of those identities and that's where this is kind of People also recognize that we do show up in different environments. You know, you wear a suit to, to certain occasions. You might wear uh, something more casual to another occasion. The same is going to be true in these virtual environments. The same is true when we get on Zoom. You know, I, I use that as kind of the bridge, I think, to get people comfortable. I am not a gamer. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't go into these worlds all of the time to, at least not to game. but I am finding myself more and more going into them to have business discussions, to have collaboration discussions about projects. That's interesting to me that I'm not viewing the experience as a game. I'm viewing it as I don't go into an office anymore. So what a better, what better way is there to bring a group of people together if I can't do that? And I sure hope we can one day and things get better. But in the meantime, you know, this is, kind of the hand that we've been dealt. Yeah, I had another another thought there about just the the 3D objects and you're, you're talking about the immersive shopping experience. I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. When I show them the things that we're working on uh, and I put my phone in front of them, you know, they, they immediately know to swirl around it. They're used to it. And my son for Christmas said he wanted a sled in case it snows anytime soon. And so I was on Amazon, and I'm flipping through these pictures and I hand him the phone and I'm wanting to see which one he wants. And he starts moving his finger around and it doesn't move. And he expected it to, and that for me is enough of a confirmation that this behavior is very natural. Once you experience it, once I put it in your hands and you know, it can do that. You're going to start to expect it in any. E-commerce or shopping experience, or even more so than that, any experience that you have online to see it in three D.
1: Yes, definitely. Let's talk a little bit about um, building community and what what tips you know that you've learned over the past nine months. Can you know if somebody is just kind of wrapping their brain or brain around this and they want to move into in starting you know next month with the new year in really embracing web 3.0 and so what would be some easy steps and maybe like not so easy steps and then like big picture like okay this is where you want to be steps
0: and i got asked this question recently too i guess i just have always been a a teacher my my i think i get it from my mother she would be very proud to hear me say that she was a 30-year public school teacher and i think the best way to earn people's trust is to teach them something. And it's got to come from a place of authenticity. It's got to be something you know that you are able to teach and everybody has something that they can impart on on those around them. And I think that's how I have found success is a lot of this stuff was new to me. So I started playing with it. And instead of hiding all of that, I just published it. I worked out loud. I put it in the hands of the community who maybe at first were like oh what is this guy doing and then 9 months later we've got some of the you know most amazing 3D configurators with a million plus combinations that nobody has ever done before and putting that out there too so start teaching build one person at a time you know if you want to build a community that's what they say start with one person and teaching what you know is just a it's a fail safe you know, you're never going to artificially create a community. So, start with. I think. Start yeah, with being a real. great,
1: a great place to learn and observe that. I feel like certain Discord communities are. I'm learning a lot from those types of communities versus Facebook groups, and I can see the advantage of you know brands moving from Facebook groups to Discord for the right reason. I mean, not yeah. it's not like across the board. But I've joined different Discord communities that I have an affinity with, and I've learned a lot of how they work their their communities and, you know, just tips. And is there there any tips you can give on, you know, maybe like where to get started with Discord and, you know, a couple maybe communities, including your own, that might be a good starting point?
0: Yeah, Discord is definitely, Discord and Twitter, Twitter sort of re-emerging. As a yeah, totally. Community I'm so discord. excited. Yeah, I, I'm having more fun on Twitter than I've had in a long time. I think part of that is because people are changing their avatars, they're adopting new personas there. Mm. There's almost and, and then I'll go to tips on discord, but there's almost overall a um, I don't want to call it a sarcasm. But there's definitely a zeitgeist of the moment with Web3. Like you take the the probably nothing meme. Yeah. You know. So for those yeah. of you uninitiated as you're getting on, when somebody's saying something's probably nothing, it's it's a humble brag, right? It's it's this yeah, it's probably nothing. But no, it, we're building something. It's probably something. But it's up to the community to decide is it something or is it nothing. You have to then laugh at that to say yeah, that that's the vibe. That's the zeitgeist of this Web3 moment. And I think that's probably why Discord then also becomes the, maybe the more in-depth community conversations. When you first get into Discord, it it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's a bit strange. It feels like you are, it's not going to feel like a typical Web 2.0 or Web 1.0 chat room. It's not going to feel like uh, a face group. Facebook group kind of from a web 2.0 arrow, it feels different. There are integrations. You can authenticate things that then give you different access. Like That's all new, I think, especially to, you know, PR and marketing people who have not gone into discord, that's going to feel really uncomfortable. So recognize that you're, you're showing up at the party and Act accordingly, you know, that you are new, introduce yourself, tell people what you do, ask other people what they do, find your friends and make friends in the comments, you know, find the people who are talking about things that you find interesting and start connecting with them. So that's, that's about as good of a tip as be prepared to be a little uncomfortable, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah. One tip I'll add, this just happened to me yesterday. I I did not think that I would fall for something like this, but I did. So I would recommend turning off the DMs, unsolicited DMs. So I got a DM from, I'm currently obsessed with World of Women. And I really, my goal is to have one of those NFTs. I asked my husband for one for Christmas. I don't know if I'll get it, but I'm just putting it out there to the universe. So I'm part of the World of Women Discord community. And I got, I thought it was a message from them and it was, I mean, you know, like your typical, like, I guess, like compared to like a credit card scam or a bank scam or Facebook, you know, it's not really Facebook sending you an email. And I thought that they dropped more NFTs and I and I, I bought one or I thought I was buying one and it was fake and I lost oh. four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, wow. Because Yeah. But when I went to the Discord World of Women Discord official, they had put out an alert, you know, a scam alert that this was happening that I just didn't see. And, you know, I I just. I thought I, you know, properly like set up and turned off like, you know, the DMs that were coming like that. But you can, you need to be careful because like these, this is kind of like fresh, fresh meat, you know, this is like the next place for scammers to go because people are just kind of figuring it out. Would you agree?
0: I would agree. And I think the the tip there, specifically turning off the DMs, don't click on any links from people that you don't know, even if you think it's who you might know, it's just not. It... And I think the the other Zooming out a little bit, you know, because you're you're probably when you said you, you purchased something, I'm guessing using MetaMask and, and yeah. On OpenSea. Yeah. And you know, that's that's where I think really doing the research every time you make a purchase, to click through those links to the Twitter profile, to click through the name of the collection, to go to the website, to read the FAQs, like do that research every time you're going to click buy on something if you're you're going to buy. And even then, I mean, even in your scenario, it's, it is possible. And I think that's going to scare some people. I also know that the overall UI, UX, the, the user experience of Web3 right now is it's not good. And that is what a lot of these projects are working to make better is that, you know, setting up a non-custodial wallet, even that all these terms, you know, people don't know what that is, but you get to be your own bank. And therefore, with great power comes great responsibility. You know, if you forget your password, there's no phone number to call. No um, reset.
1: Yeah. There's exactly. no one I could have called yesterday to say, hey, I need my money back. It was gone right. like I, I realized it like within two minutes and i'm like okay i need to just move on because nothing i can do nothing i just need to learn from that lesson and share it with everybody else so let me ask you about nfts like can you share some of like what what does your nft wallet look like and what are some of your oh, faves wow. or goals
0: i am very lucky to have gotten in early um Lazy lions, I was intrigued specifically with the utility around the monthly roar rewards. So I was doing research just from holding these assets and participating in a few rewards verifications basically by changing your Twitter profile or changing your Twitter banner. There's a whole number of things you can do. By doing so, they are rewarding the community with their roar rewards. I, the mutant ape is my my prized NFT. And for me, the roadmap that the Yuga Labs, the creators of the Board Apes, have put out in their web uh, in their 2.0 roadmap, they talk specifically about creating 3D and AR avatars, wearable avatars in the metaverse for these Board Apes and Mutant Apes. And when I learned that that and knowing that that's the business that I am in, I knew it was the community that I want to be a part of. And so for me it made a lot of sense and i can tell you just the community is is awesome the the people working to build the 3d internet these are some really talented artists and designers and developers who are doing this at scale you're talking about 30,000 3d and ar avatars that are you know going to be given airdropped i don't know what term you want to use to the holders of these nfts so lazy lions i really like the Sort of the financial utility that they're exploring and with the board apes it's really about that 3d and ar roadmap for me
1: i love that And so you mentioned the word utility with nfts so let's just talk a little bit about what that actually means because i think that's a super interesting angle to it and actually that's really what started intriguing me to get more to educate myself in it so i'm hosting a an event in january called the female disruptor summit Uh, virtual summit and i have about 40 speakers kathy hackles one of the keynotes and one of my speakers that i was you know having like a quick chat with she's like you know you should you should tie in an nft because there's you know a lack of women especially like women and empowerment in the nft industry and there there's an opportunity to tie in the nft and i was like oh you know that sounds perfect and i'm just thinking more of like from an art standpoint you know from to tie in the, the female artist standpoint and, you know, having a visual, you know, yeah. but the, the utility side of it, and I'm still work, kind of working out like what that looks like, but, you know, like, c- can you just kind of walk us through like what, how you could tie in different utilities with an N- NFT with, whether it's an event or, or some sort of, uh, you know, with creator coins and things like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's so many, there's yeah. so many options to go down here, but I think events are, are usually the, the easiest kind of think through which is either by owning and holding a specific nft it gains you access to an event maybe vip access you know depending on the levels of of ownership if you will and also there's the sort of participation nft so by attending a physical event for example oftentimes attendees are granted a proof of attendance or poap NFT, and that's the kind of thing that I think has long-term utility. Where you imagine, you know, year after year after year, if you're attending CES, and all of a sudden you had a collection of thirty CES proof of attendance tokens, you know, that that tells you something about this person. Probably understands technology, and they, you know, it, it carries almost the weight of a of a degree or a diploma over like time. Like a certification. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think because those are on the blockchain, because they're owned inside of these non-custodial wallets, there's this transparency. You can see it. And then you'll have the naysayer say, well, you could fake that. You could create one. You could put it in your wallet. Well, not really, because if I click through it, I should be able to see the contract. I should be able to see who owns this, who created it. Is it authentic? Um, Are you a part of that community with, I can see everyone else who was there. So it just gives you... Uh, that's the kind of utility I think with events and the proof of attendance tokens that have a lot of potential. You're seeing Gary Vaynerchuk do this with vFriends in the conference that he's just put out the the list of speakers. And the only way to get into that conference is by holding one of his NFTs. That's... Yeah, I, I just think the, that that's brilliant. So
1: whether you're a speaker, an author, content creator, coach, like there's so many opportunities to tie in the different, you know, levels or, or perks or how utilities that come with the nft and you know from my event some of the things that you already mentioned you know just the vips will get an nft and that nft will give them access to all future events by coming to the first you know the first female disruptors virtual event and you know the next level up they'll you know can get this nft that would give them access to a mastermind for six months that they can then like maybe next year it's going to be worth double what it is now and they could just sell that, you know, and, or keep it. So it's just, it's, it's just makes it so much, there's such a creative side of things to it. And that is also a way of building community. And I just am so excited about 2022 because of all this that we're talking about.
0: Yeah. I want to commend you for helping and, you know, facilitating the conversations around women in the space. I talk to my wife a lot about NFTs. I'm that guy who she's she's following along, right? She's she's curious, asking questions, but they're definitely and she and I had this conversation of like where does that come from? The the kind of you know, why why has it immediately felt like this male dominated space? And I think it has to do with computers, gaming, coding, and then you get to the kind of more systemic issues around why that's the case. And I think this, this right now in the Web3 space is an opportunity to teach and educate women and children of all kinds, anyone of any background, because that really is, and it just, it can't be overemphasized. That is the goal of what so many people in this space are trying to do, which is really provide access and opportunities using the internet. Equal opportunity. Exactly. And it's hard it really, it's hard to yeah. do it but we're all trying i think we're all starting and it's it's by teaching and showing and demonstrating what's possible that I, that we'll get there so yes thank you for for being that ambassador and
1: yes thank you and i feel like it's also leveling the playing fields it, it's a little bit of an extension you know the reason why there's such a um lack of women in the space right now is there was a lack of space of you know lack of women in the web 2.0 and tech space for different reasons. And because of the pandemic, we've had a little bit of a setback with women in, in the workforce and for different reasons. And I, I feel like web 3.0, there's such an opportunity. You don't really have to leave your house to, to really take advantage of this opportunity. And you could be just a side gig that is just educating yourself and then taking baby steps. And I mean, this is a huge opportunity, I believe for women, for everybody, but especially for women, because it's right there at their fingertips.
0: Yeah. One of the things that we are working to do, so I mentioned sort of the large scale fashion brands that we work with, but one of our customer success managers on our team, Stella, she came to me, I don't know, this is a few months ago, and I learned that she had designed clothing in the past, that she had a passion for designing fashion that I didn't know uh, that I didn't know this about her. And we are looking to build out her 3d fashion collection to really highlight her own creativity using our own platform and tools and technology to, to, to highlight the work that she's done. So we pulled a a bunch of her old drawings and old designs and look for that early 2022, we're going to be doing some. NFT collaboration collections with some kind of born in the metaverse projects, be happy to talk to the world of women. We're talking to the Crypto Chicks, uh, a couple of these other projects. We're talking to our own Stella P internally. And it's the kind of thing that we are absolutely going to put our weight behind, create those, those fashion wearables for these NFT projects.
1: I love that. I love that. And just I just want to share with you one one aspect of female disruptors, the virtual summit. So we're we're gonna announce the NFT collection specifically in January, but the I'm collaborating with my daughter who's 19. Yes. And the concept is female Buddha. So we're creating um, I'm give you a little peek of that she's working on. Oh wow. It's not done yet, but we're creating six female Buddhas representing each one of the tracks of the conference: of the female Buddha of mental health and wellness, the female Buddha of technology, the female Buddha of entrepreneurship, and nice. turning those into digital assets that will be represent the NFT collection. So it's it's just so exciting. Like this whole aspect of, you know, bringing an NFT strategy as part of the conference really just came up like about a month and a half ago, and it just added a whole new. 3D dimension to it.
0: (laughs) Love it. Love it. Well, yes. Let's talk afterwards. Let's get these in 3D and AR so that everyone can see them in their own space. Love it.
1: Oh, that, that would be so awesome. So we didn't really touch on AR too much. Do you want to talk about, you know, any, anything 3D and AR (laughs) PR? I mean, I think there's such a huge connection with PR and 3D and AR, but. I
0: think the augmented reality piece really just comes down to if, if PR or just take communicators in general are tasked with creating experiences, then there's really, you know, 3D and AR is as close to the physical experience as you can possibly get in the digital world. There's just not that much closer. And when I'm talking about augmented reality, I'm talking about people looking through their phone, uh, looking through the screen of their phone, using the camera to place an object in the room with you. And the reason that it has so much potential is I'm not asking you to put a headset on, I'm not asking you to log into a virtual reality world. The barrier to entry is you're already looking at your phone. So it is a natural extension. I think of these immersive experiences and communicators across the board should be thinking about, you know, somebody should be doing a virtual press office or a press briefing using an AR avatar. There's no reason that you couldn't be doing that. And some may say, well, it would feel like a stunt. Well, uh, you'd still be demonstrating, you know, your ability to create these experiences, even if it's a stunt for your PR team. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a, a a natural extension there of creating immersive experiences that all communicators should own. 3D and AR is a great way to do that.
1: I totally agree. So let's just go old school for a sec yep. and talk about what is still working and just the fact that you worked at business wire for what was it like 10 years or 15 almost years 10 or? yeah okay so 10 years and you know business wire i i personally don't use business Wire. i use a version of pr newswire but i even though i'm talking about all you know web 3.0 and pr 3.0 i mean I, I feel like there's still a place for the press release and there's still a place for a business wire or a pr newswire distribution for multiple reasons to get into into the Google news feed journalists subscribe to it journalists set up Google alerts all those reasons so what where do you what do you think still works when it comes to traditional we'll just call it 1.0 <laughs> and this
0: one's easy it's it's not a you know a, a press release or a web 3 experience it's it's an and right yes. okay cool in, in those scenarios mm-hmm. there's almost always still going to be a need there's going to be an audience who's still looking for those more traditional outlets. I mean, you know, email marketing's not dead. It, it, it may have changed. You have to be consistent with it. There's a lot of new rules uh, to, to how you go about doing that and to actually reach your audience with all of the privacy considerations. But it's an and for me in terms of as you step into the Web3 world, and maybe this is some of the best advice too, be really clear about your intentions when you step in communicate those intentions even if those intentions are we're just dipping our toe in the water to figure this out because it, if you try to do it any other way it will be received as inauthentic and what i mean by that if you show up and you're trying to do a you know a ten thousand nft drop and you don't own a single nft it's not going to work people want right. to see that you are participating and helping build these communities before you start talking about, you know, what it is you're trying to to shill or sell. So that's the best advice, I think, is it's an and, but be really clear about your intentions as you step step into the Web3. And I'm using these terms interchangeably, which I get is even more confusing for people. But um, I, I think, you know, do your research, know how you're going to walk into these new, these new virtual spaces, whichever they may be
1: one thing i just wanted to kind of circle back with when you were talking about changing of the avatars on twitter to your nft and you know the the rewards of, of that some some examples of utilities so there's just def- definitely i mean it's been hard to not miss this on twitter even if you're not involved in the this world is that the avatars are changing to <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, uh, world of women, you know, Reese Witherspoon has her avatar as her world of women NFT, which that's like a big goal of my boss beauties for for women. There's a lot of, there's mostly a lot of more men, male oriented types of, but is it when you see that on Twitter, does it mean that that's the NFT that you own? Or is this just kind of like a creative movement? You know, what are, what are some guidelines? Like what are, what are people supposed to think? Like, because I, I know some are definitely legit, but some just change their their avatar to just kind of like represent the moment
0: uh, yes i think it's a little bit of both i know twitter is working on their pfp nft verification tool so that if you yeah. own one of these that it you know you sort of get that blue check mark that this is a verified profile picture that you actually own the nft for
1: and which yeah, that I mean, will link like to OpenSea or something to, sh- to prove that people are putting their OpenSea link to to prove it now or
0: yeah, a lot of people are doing that or putting the number beside it. And and I think there is a little bit of Yeah, I mean it, it it's it some of these are clubs, but as you said you're aspiring to be a member to be a part of that community. And I think even that if you were, to, you know, you put that out into the world, it's even if you don't have that Twitter profile, I think that community would embrace that you are working or an aspiring to that. So I hope that that's kind of where it all transpires. I think right now it's definitely a bit of a flex people you know it's why i think people wear really nice watches and people you know have really nice handbags it, it, it is oftentimes i think to show power I, I don't i don't know how to really phrase that it's i just hope that at any end it comes down to these are communities that are building cool stuff and that are embracing other communities there's that's a kind of an ethos of this as well is yeah, it's, projects it's like a, supporting you know, each other what
1: is it what's that that term, like the highest compliment is somebody copying you, you know, like, you know, and I heard this phrase too. I think it was at NFT Basil that what's in your NFT wallet is going to be the best self-expression representation of, of each person that, that is like, right.
0: And it shouldn't, it's not going to just be one thing, right? I've got, I've got a Hawaiian shirt that I wear in the summertime. I've got a suit that I wear. Same thing we were talking about. We all have different aspects of our persona. These NFTs are just going to become digital representations of where we place value. If we're investing in it, if we're spending money and buying these digital assets, we're demonstrating to the world, this is where I place value. And that's why I think the long term with those overall profiles is that these are the projects, these are the communities, these are the people that I support because we are collectively creating value. That's that's the the hope i think of where these go.
1: i love that. so michael thank you so much for joining us. so is there anything coming up in the near future that you want to share with us? anything where where can we follow you? i know twitter, if you we'll put everything in the show notes, but is there anything before we 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 say goodbye? is there anything that you want to talk about or share?
0: i'd say yeah, early q1 2022. i mentioned the nft collaborations. that's going to be a big focus for us. we've got a couple of products that we are building under the 3dm umbrella I'll, I'll consider it a product builder i i don't want to tease it too much but imagine if there were 3d hoodies that you could put your logo on and immediately walk into decentraland with so taking what we're seeing happening in the wearables world and bringing it into our platform so that anybody with any skill level can create in 3d and ar that's ultimately our goal as a company is to put this technology in the hands of of any creator even if you don't have 3d or development or coding
1: skills awesome thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise and i highly yeah. recommend if you're not already following michael follow him on twitter connect with them on linkedin i'll put all of the links to your website and where you can see examples with really cool examples of what you're working on i checked out your website earlier today and yesterday so I, I love everything you're doing and thank you so much you. for, you know, like you said, you're just sharing as you learn, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and let's let's talk about the your daughter's Buddha art when it when the time makes sense. Thanks again.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Thank you.